right. San Holo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun couple days. Guys, we get to see the real Sonder hanging out with him. It's actually been a lot of fun. Been messing around. You pronounce my name really well, Sonder. Sonder? That's, That's we've really been good. We've been saying it a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Saying a lot. Well, people call me Sanders or like Saunders. But you're pretty but you, good. You were Son Holo until we met you. Now it's like, oh, that's Sonder. Just call me Son. Son? Yeah. Son. Yeah, no, it fits good. So, man, uh, first off, how you liking Atlanta, man? Your Shaky Beats performance was hella fun. A lot of people were jamming out. Thank you, man. I had, I had a lot of fun in Atlanta. Always. Atlanta is very warm, very, very uh, wholesome city. Wholesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> very wholesome. Uh, I had a lot of fun, man. I, I love Atlanta. It's fun here. And the best thing is it only takes me six hours to fly here. From, from my from the Netherlands, from Holland. Really? Yeah. Really? I thought it was like nine hours. Yeah, I thought uh, it was like twelve hours. Oh, nine hours, yes. I think it's That's seven still hours. longer than any flight I've seven ever done. Hours. How long is it? Nine hours shit is pretty long. Nine hours. Uh, it's I too mean long. San Fran felt like that too. So how long was yeah. San Fran? That was only San? like five or six. Oh, okay. That was the longest <laughs> that was the longest flight I've That's ever done. That's what I'm on. saying. Anyway, Atlanta's sick. What, I like about, it. what did you think about the you're playing some chill music and then all of a sudden you hear the ATL? I love that. The first time I played it was like four years ago, and suddenly I heard this. I'm like, what? The, what are they saying? Are they, are they are they booing me or something? Are they? I heard this random sound I never heard before because in every city they're just like saying, "Hey, hey," you know. And I'm like, what is this weird sound I'm hearing from the crowd? So I pull the fader down. I'm like, I hear ATL ho. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? Because we grew up with this, going to chill shows, like where, straight yeah, up. Where did it come from? Where like lo-fi shows will have like it's people just, screaming. People doing, it doesn't matter if it's dubstep, chill music. I think it's from a rap song originally. It's from a rap, it's I think it's from a rap song. I don't, I don't the know. whole city knows it. And then it's not the city knows it. They like are pumped. Like people are pumped <laughs> once the ATO. It only takes one guy. Yeah, you I know. the crowd, one guy says it, everybody like piles in. I think in. every song I hear one, pe- one person say ATL ho. And I... Even in the in the quiet song, sometimes like I'm all sensitive, like playing guitar, and they're like ATL. Oh, that's <laughs> like what you're joking okay, about, bro. man. <laughs> like, it's fucking like, ridiculous. Bro. It's like, yeah, it's funny. I love oh, I love ATL ho. No, no, that's fucking awesome, man. Um, so you want to talk a little bit about your last performance? Because I mean, you were talking about how that was the first time that you had really switched things up. You want to talk about how it's going really from the DJ and stuff to really playing a lot of stuff live and everything like that. Yeah, so I've always been a. Uh, more of a live musician than a DJ or a, or a producer. I started playing guitar 14 years ago, and uh, and I switched to producing when I felt like I didn't really have any, uh, like I couldn't innovate on guitar anymore. You know, I couldn't do anything. Everyone everyone did the same thing. I was like, I'm done here. I can't be. I, my mind wasn't ready to innovate guitar, so I just went make beats, something completely different. I never did it before, but I loved it. There was so much freedom, so much room to explore. And uh, now I'm here, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a trip. I've just been experimenting for the last five years, making beats, and, and people seem to really enjoy it. And, and before that, you were in a band, correct? Yeah, I was in many bands, and uh, I did a lot of small tours through Germany, sleeping on the floor, playing for like three people in a trucker <laughs> cafe, you know. I remember, I remember one, one tour I did with a band in Germany, we played at this truck stop. Trucker stop? How do you, how do you say that? Yeah. Trucker? Yeah, yeah, truck stop. Truck stop. And, uh, and the promoter was like, yeah, well, you have to start somewhere. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, and we were all like, what are we doing here? These people hate us. Um, but, you know, and as time progressed, uh, I started to find my own sound, making beats. 
And I put the guitar down for a long time, for like five years. I barely touched the guitar. Uh, up until the album, album one, I, uh, I picked it up again. I was like, why don't I incorporate this with the EDM stuff I've been making and the beats? And, uh, and, and album one turned out to be this really interesting bridge between my past life as a musician, like the organic guitars, like singing, vocals, and the heavier energetic EDM stuff with the build-ups, with the drops and stuff. Yeah. Do you think that time that you spent doing that was like super crucial, just going in on production? Yeah, I, th I, yeah, I think so, because I, I would have never been able to come up with this sound five years ago yeah. because I had no idea how to even record a guitar. You know, I, I figured it all out when I got my laptop and I started getting into production and, and making beats. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, w so what do you think about even like the band time, like traveling around and stuff? I mean, I loved it, but I, I now I know how ineffective it was or not effective, how do you say it? Not effective? Yeah, like the, the strategy in general. There was no strategy. We just played and we thought- Truck stops. Yeah, we just start, if you play live, you, you're, you'll get somewhere, but it's, it's not, it's not like that. Do you think that. it helped you transition into playing live, your production stuff though? Uh, no, I think, no, I, I think playing live is something I, I know how to do pretty mm -hmm. well. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an instrumentalist, I know how to play guitar, I know, I know how to translate. If I hear a song, I can play guitar and, 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 and translate it pretty quickly mm -hmm. into chords and stuff. It's pretty easy for me, but the challenge was to, to get this EDM sound and make it work with the guitar live mm -hmm. as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I wanted you to talk about, you could lightly touch on the story, I think it'd be funny before we transition, is talking about, uh, you said you played some of your tracks, some of your early tracks for your band. Uh, where? You said you like slipped it in with them and you were playing some of your EDM stuff and they were like, oh, what's this? Oh, no, so, so what happened was, you know, there's this, there's this, kind of wall between EDM and like the band world, you know? All mm -hmm. the band people, when you say, oh, I, I'm, I make EDM or I make electronic music, they're like, they have this idea of this guy pushing play, you know? Yeah. Or like, oh, you're, so you're a DJ. Dubstep. Yeah. Oh, you make dubstep. <laughs> That's the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, and I've always just loved music for music, you know? Whether it's electronic music or... or or band music, or ambient, or classical music. I just love sound and like what it does to my ears. You know, mm -hmm. it just hit me with those sounds. I, I want those sounds. And uh, I remember when I dropped my first EP, a song holo, five years ago. I was in Holland and I had a, a rehearsal later that day with my band, like a ten-piece indie band. Um, and and I remember got into the rehearsal space and I heard them listening to the to the EP in the kitchen which was kind of like attached to the the yeah. room and uh, and they all walked in I, I put up my amp and my guitar waiting for them to come back and, I, and they came in and they looked at me they didn't say a word they didn't say nothing they were like and only the guitarist said son after the rehearsal we have, we've got to talk they hated it they loved it they, 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 no, they were threatened they, they, were like, they loved the idea of me being a guitarist and being in a band, but they just hated the idea of me making these demonic, like devil sounds from my computer. <laughs> there was just like e pure evil to them. All right, let's uh, do that, is that one. Is it this on one? Top, on top. Oh, we should definitely. Uh, 
real quick. That's a good job, junior technician. I mean, senior technician. That's a good upgrade. Where we, did the battery go out? Looks like it. Oh. thought we had batteries replaced before this. I'll just don't move. I would just no, not no, move. No, you're fine, man. No, it's, it's cool. Fine. I mean, we still have a wide. Yeah, dude, we still got. We, we <laughs> still have this. Yeah. So, so the second your goes out, we have we have a wide on the back. That's so. the that's the one that's the one thing that we haven't figured out yet is this uh this small technical issue that we've been running into, which is it's not that small though. That's <laughs> good. No. It's all good, man. This guy. We're good. <laughs> Two shots in. He's he's throwing <laughs> shots down. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Sorry, man. We right. love you guys. We got we got the green light. Wait, wait. I got I got a question. These guys. Or like they have to be a little, little salt. Not salty. Do you still stay now. in touch with them? No, no they they, they kind of get it now. They get like, it. That's they thing. have like, to. They're yeah, like, yeah. Now they're like, that's that's a thing. A lot of people need to see other people like it first for the before they they start understanding it. And like, which is okay, you know. Which is one of the most fun things of music to me is creating something that's kind of new mm-hmm. and 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 weird to some people. And then at some point they're like, wait a minute. Ah, okay, I see it. I. I the first time people hear new genres is like that. You just don't yeah. really get it. You know yeah, what but that, that's what, what we talked about yesterday. Like when you, that's a scary thing about creating your own sound and finding your own sound. Uh, the essence of that is finding something that's not there yet, you know? And if you play music that's not there yet to your friends or your parents or your family, they're all going to be like, what is this? This is weird. Go back to your day job, you know? Mm-hmm. Go, you know, at, but you gotta keep going. You gotta keep that your own sound up, and then you will find people that like it, and then they tell their friends, and then more people join, and yeah. then you start a scene with your sound. You know, that's what I have been trying to do. Yeah, no, I mean, I, f- I felt that way for sure with like the next episode, like early on. You know what I'm saying? You wanna talk a little bit about like really that spree of like don't touch the classics and the strategy because. For I think, sure. I think that was very genius of like going back to like the old school hits, p- stuff that people could relate with, remixing it. Did you, meant, did you say don't touch the classics? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cool that you know the project name of that because. Hey bro, I had, to, I had to do my homework probably on this podcast, man. <laughs> did you hear the, the remixes back then? Did you? Yeah, we were listening to it. That's back how I then, discovered. Then. Yeah, yeah. It was like the. It, it was a Snoop Dogg one. That's why I was yeah. like, oh, that, that was the one that was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when I started checking yeah. out, like, your so, stuff out. So my friend said, Son, maybe. Because I, I really did not like making remixes. I still don't really enjoy making remixes because. I prefer just doing my own thing, writing my own lyrics, writing my own songs. But then I was like, wait a second, I can make a remix and make it sound like if I produced it, you know, as if it was my production. And uh, the Snoop Dogg remix, I found a really shitty acapella on Google. I was just like, the next episode acapella, 320. <laughs> you know, but they didn't get a 320. <laughs> you got like a really shitty one. And I tried to clean it up. And that's all I had. I actually, the, it's the one I used. Yeah. It's just a shitty one. Uh, put it in uh, my 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 doll logic back then, and uh, I started to put these chords down. My own chords, my own weird, sparkly stuff. Um, then I showed it to my friends. They were like, it "Sounds kind of exotic," and they <laughs> didn't they didn't really understand it. Like when it was finished. Yeah, I finished it, and they were like, yeah, it's cool, but it kind of sounds exotic, a little bit too exotic for me. So they didn't get it at all. Um, then we uploaded it to YouTube uh, and SoundCloud, and, and that's where it started. Did that's you expect it to do what it did? Because that thing went, wow. how many places is that now? It's at over 100 mil, right? Yeah, um, 200, 
200 million. But uh, like uh, it's, across it's the platforms, yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. But like, I remember when I f- got the first thousand plays, and I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I got a thousand plays on this track. She said, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kept on going every day, a thousand. And then it was like a million. I was like, Two million. Like, I was like, Okay, we're getting somewhere. And then I start, you know, the other, I kept. I called it Don't Touch the Classics because there was no cool trap remixes of that song, of those songs. Like, I did Miss Jackson, I did the next episode, I did uh, Ride With Me, I did... Uh, in the which one? 50 Cent. 50 Cent, yeah, yeah, yeah in the yeah. club, yeah, yeah. And, and I told people I'm going I'm to remix that song. I was like, don't do it, man, it's a classic. And I'm like, that's, that's, an, that's a title, Don't Touch the Classics. And I do, and I do touch the classics because I want to. So how did how did the copyright stuff work with that? There's, there's no copyright. Well, you there, just, you co- just didn't worry about it because at the, now at this point you can't, you can't. do that anymore. No, so no. so do you think remixes are still worth it these days? I mean, with strikes and all that. It's a good. It's a good like, question. Because I mean, dude, I got mine with a million plays strike down. Like it was nothing. Three yeah, well, weeks after I uploaded, yeah, it, it was well, fucking heartbreaking. That's why I love the old days of SoundCloud yeah. because there was no rules. You could just put that shit out there. Is it still up on SoundCloud now? Uh, no, no, because we were very smart. You were, we were smart like, about it, yeah. We were you like, wait, I had a million... You put it on I, private, right? And then no. I had million dollar, like million, million dollar, not million dollar, I wish, but uh, I wish I, I... We had million play tracks, like uh, the, the next episode, like eight million plays on SoundCloud. And I just hit... Delete. Yeah, delete. Oh. Gone. But a lot of my friends... You should put on private, man. No, because they still see no, they, it. They'll still, they'll still see it when you upload it private. They now. will get you. If you upload really? something on private, they will just strike you immediately. Dude. And a couple of my friends, actually, they lost their entire account because they didn't delete it. And I was like... I know I don't want to do this, but I have to. And I, I deleted all of them. I, I actually How did that feel? It. I could see Simon <laughs> sitting there in front of his computer like... Terrible. Oh, That's got to be awful. Yeah, man. it's terrible. But... But... I do. By that time, I all. That's the thing. We started with those remixes just to get people. I didn't really think about it back then, but I just I just did my own sound, my own thing, and I started releasing my own music that kind of had the same vibe, mm-hmm. but with my with my vocals and with my arrangement and production behind it, and people started to kind of already listened to that stuff. So I already had something new that was that that got the audience interest. Like We Rise. I dropped We Rise. I, got, I dropped Fly. I dropped Hiding back then, the Cosmos EP. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we had some other stuff that was in the spotlight. So I wasn't too worried about it. I was like, we're we're gonna keep going. Yeah, I, I actually still remember those days. You had like, cause when I first found you off like some of those original tracks, you had like still like ten thousand SoundCloud followers. Yeah, you had a curly hair picture. There was, yeah. a, there was a funny curly yeah, hair. Yeah, I, I love curly hair. Because I was like, this guy looks like my buddy, our buddy Adam. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so wait, wait. So so you know, after you started getting traction, I mean, when did that? When did you start playing like transition to the shows, or like were you staying in that just releasing online phase for a while, or like how did that phase go to where you started like going into it? You know. Um, so, the thing is, I did not start making music to DJ or to perform it at all. So that's a lot of. People, I feel like nowadays they grow up with the idea of becoming a producer. I didn't even know what being a producer as an artist meant. You know, like mm. I just wanted to make music. First, I thought I'm just gonna be a studio guy making beats. That's how I started. I started ghost producing mm-hmm. tracks, and then I was like, wow, these tracks are getting plays, and like, people are making money off that. So why don't I just start my own project? 
Um, um, I remember getting a call like, hey, do you want to play at our party? I'm like, what do I, what do, I do? <laughs> you know, like, uh, you, you DJ. So I remember I had some shows, and before every show I used to rent the CD, like CDJ set. Yeah, it cost yeah. me 100 bucks, like 300 bucks every time. Just I, did it, I, I think I, I was so uncomfortable on, on the CDJs that I had to, like, for the first 10 shows I had to rent uh, or like get some CDJs to my place. It cost me a lot of money. But then at some point I started getting comfortable with DJing and, and I got the... I think everyone who's a producer can learn how to DJ. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Do you agree? Yeah, like for sure. Do, do you think it's... So you know what I think is kind of weird is that... So we see this a lot. A lot of these producers, every day, you're spinning in your bedroom, you're making music, you're like uh, essentially somebody who's really good at a program, right, and who has to have this creative output, but then playing shows is almost a different occupation it's like opposite polar opposite yeah. yeah then like all of a sudden you're like oh go by the way here's you know thirty thousand people go stand in front of them and you're like you know oh. what i'm saying but what surprises me is a lot of these kids are, so first of all when i was 13 years old i wanted to play guitar you know i was my mom can i get a guitar or like can i get guitar lessons or something because i want to play guitar and nowadays it's mom can i get a computer with ableton on it you know <laughs> yeah it's true and but what still, what still surprises me that I get a lot of messages from, from, uh, from kids saying, hey, I want to start producing. What should I get? So I get a, a CDJ or tractor or they think... That's, they, that's they, funny. Yeah, yeah they, they no, think they, the, that's what they're seeing though. Yeah, they think the production happens in the, in the DJ sets. We were the, talking about how, how it's funny because a lot of people think dude. that. And literally, if you were up there making those songs live, the shit would dude, be the crazy. Fan, the but fan, they think you're doing that shit live. Not like producers and stuff. They think that like you're making everything on the road. <laughs> so if you like do a, a different version of Light, for example, they think that you're like up there and you I just mean, came up. Oh, we just lost the camera real quick. Just press start. That was an interesting timing thing. Now that I think about um, it, the timer. What? No, but you see what I'm saying? Like, we really think that, like, those people think that you're making everything. But now now you actually are in terms of, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I think I still tell people to, uh, you know, I still advise people to learn an instrument. You know, I, I don't know if you guys know any instrument. It's I just fine. learned sound design super good. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. If it works for you, there's no rules. That's one of the mm -hmm. things I believe in. There's no rules. But I think... Like when people ask me, how do you make your melodies? I can't really answer that because I've been playing guitar for years. I still think even if you don't learn an instrument, you can still make melodies and yes. still have those things. Like you still couldn't answer it in the same way because it kind of is just coming from whatever inspiration. It is, it you. is, yes. But if you have to answer a question, exactly. If you, but if you, if I can, I don't know, I cannot put it into like a word or like a, a phrase, mm -hmm. like, oh, this is how you do it. No, because it's just a feeling that I got or that happened to me after playing gu guitar for years. Yeah. And that's, that's how I view it. Yeah. That's how I, you probably approach it from a different angle. Well, also, I think after seeing you in the studio the day, especially, like you can kind of whip out the melody, like, you know what I'm saying? Like right out, like when you start playing around. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of producers sometimes are just guessing around, like, you know, like scales and stuff and kind of just fiddling with stuff till it gets there. But you hit pretty quickly on something. I like feel like a lot of producers these days, they... Maybe maybe you because you don't play an instrument. Right? Yeah, I, I don't judge. No, no, I'll be I, the last one. To I judge draw you. and shit. Yeah, that's yeah. great. But do you like 
So how does it work? Do you Dude, so, I, so you so you know the song? It starts a, a minor, lot different way. And you so, put like A minor. Yeah, and no, no, no. I know, notes. I know basic music theory to the point where I can do stuff, and that is one thing. If you don't know it, you have to learn at music least theory. the chords. You have like, to know music theory. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't know basic, like how to play a minor scale, you're fucked. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, the thing is, is that I feel like a lot of your songs do they start a lot of the time with melodies and stuff? Yeah. For yeah. me, it's like it can come from any. It can come from a random one sound. Like, I'm maybe more doing a lot of the sound design before I get the melody down. And then that sound might inspire a melody. Dude, I way hear a melody back because the, of that. Yeah, way you back in the day, Drew would just start with the fucking 30, first 30 hours on the kick. And then you're getting drunk. Yeah, on it. no, that's what I spent a lot of time <laughs> on. Well, for me, most of this song the start, stuff. starts from, from either a chord progression or, or a melody. No, that makes sense for your production style, for sure. But mine is more like, it, it can just be kind of from anything. But a lot of the time, it's like sound I'm design also more, or different I, yeah, sounds. I think I feel I'm also more drawn to... to chord progression and melody more so than uh, really complicated sound design. Yep. I mean, I really care about sound design. Also, seeing the way you work on the key, that keyboard that you have is completely yeah. different, though, because that's like you're, you are starting with sound design in a way. Do we have that keyboard here? Yeah, let's, let's think pull it's that in that room. Out. Yeah, pull that bitch out real quick. Let's get that, get that thing get, going so everybody him. knows what we're talking about let's here. Let's get Son doing some. <laughs> How many times have you heard that since he's been here? <laughs> I can do it. No, can you make it more airy? Like, <sighs> more, yeah. yeah, he's because he's trying voice, to get a little breath. Your on. voice is a synthesizer. Yes, it's the most complex, most complex, precious synthesizer you own. Because okay, you can make go. every sound. Here we go, guys. It's happening live right now. You were you were like this. You were like doing this. Um, <coughs> which is nice. But I I like the more breathy, the airy stuff, like the. You hear the noise? Yeah, it has a little breath noise on it. <coughs> Just go ahead and drop drop the hit from your next album real quick. Oh, I could do this for like, oh my god, I love. Oh god, what have we started? This this might be the whole rest of the episode <laughs> right here. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds great. That's <laughs> it. Son, you know what's funny? You know how many people DM'd me and Drew after they saw you with that and they wanted to know the name of that? I, I think what? that thing probably got an extra 100 sales because of people us People are like, yesterday. what is that thing he's using? This is, this how much is that thing? It was like 80 bucks when you I You know how hard it is for me to bucks? give this away, to, to show this to people? Because I've, I've been like holding this... Like secret weapon? Oh, I already, I already exposed it. I'm sorry, really man. I already put it on my story. I know it's okay. It's, okay. <laughs> it's, it's about sharing. Sharing is caring, right? Like me and. Uh, but this, they're not going to do the same thing you do. With exactly. Like that's that's. Well, you plus, know. like you said, each sounds unique to that one person. For yes. that one sample going into it or something like that. Yes, because this sample. Like this, if I try to recreate it right now. Not gonna sound the same. It's different. Yeah. It's different every time. It might sound a little bit the same, but it's very different. Yeah. Do you do you want to talk? I guess go a little bit into it because I mean, one thing we share in common: definitely love for lo-fi. 
You know what I'm saying? I like I listen to Lo-Fi all day. I don't even know a single artist in Lo-Fi. I'm just on Lo-Fi mixes, and a lot of your inspiration is coming from you know minimalism and Lo-Fi. Yeah. So you this talk a bit this, like, this thing is like a hundred. Well, you I think they sold it in the past for like ten, thirty, forty bucks or something. Now it's because it's like a vintage. Yeah, it's 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 expensive, but I love making music with with uh, with things that are old and just are not perfect. When you uh. When you play a VST synthesizer, it's perfect. You know, like every time you hit the note, the same note. But I want something to be like, you know, like a little character to it. One yeah. thing to note, though, you should definitely be doing that with your synthesizer, making making it have that effect. Like you can do that in Serum and Massive. Too. Yes, you can make yeah. the LFO on there. But people yeah. don't. People don't. Though. Yeah, they don't, but they should. One hundred percent. If you're I going for that sound, that's how you make it. I, I like things that don't necessarily sound like a preset, you know? Um, I, I like to either mess with it or make it sound like it's broken. Uh, same same way when I play guitar, I, do I have a guitar? Do we have the, the acoustic guitar? <laughs> this, is, this is a Thanks. straight up. Haley, love you. Haley, bring uh, us some drums. I mean, we might as well, me and Drew might as well get Yeah, it. No, give, it, give my MIDI fighter out, man. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you exactly going. what I mean. Like, that's, for me, there's so much nuance in, uh, I can play a chord, or I can play a chord that's very deep. But like, yeah, uh, let yeah, me yeah. tell you, like, it's it's. Uh, oh, thank you, Haley. Yo, shout out to shout out to Haley Lon. Shout out to Haley. Everybody, go drop him a follow. Like, you could play a <coughs> chord. You could play this chord. Let's say. Right, or you could play a chord like this. Huge difference. You could play a little melody like. So this would be the preset synth for me. Uh-huh. But what I want is this. You know that? Yeah. <coughs> Drew's loving this. He's getting a little stuff. Yeah, this is an awesome little show. <laughs> But no, that's I think that I think that's incredible. And I mean, Drew, even recently, Drew was showing me like even some plugins and stuff like yeah, just stuff like Isotope vinyl, just anything to get your to your shit sounding them. bad yeah. on purpose. Oh, yeah, I love those plugins, like vinyl plugins, warbly plugins. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is to actually route it through an actual oh yeah one hundred cassette tape. Yeah, if you, you know? have the ability to do anything yeah. like that, anything cool that can add a little little oh, sauce. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a question, so I think you're gonna give an interesting answer. Uh, what do you think about genres? Because people try to, some people put you in this like feature bass, you know, bubble. Some people put you in the EDM, and then the knuckleheads probably even put you in the dubstep genre. <laughs> as we talked about earlier. So, what's your thoughts on like these genres and yeah. stuff? And how, do you, how do you feel about fucking uh, future people? bass, man? Future bass used to be so beautiful. It used to be future bass used to be about making something futuristic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It used to be about making something that was not there surprise the listeners. That's what my goal was to, to make something that like, like, blow people's mind in terms of sonic quality or like, just doing weird stuff. And future bass turned into this SoundCloud pop. Like, it turned into a trap snare, 808, and saw synth chords, and like the the wavy. Yeah. Eight notes. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I mean I think every genre 
has that at some. It start the same happened to dubstep. It starts with a, a thing very pure, and then it becomes a formula. Trap. Yeah, Trap you know. Yeah, the, uh, it's yeah. it's it's um, and I think that, I think every, everyone, like I bet Skrillex doesn't want to be called a dubstep artist. At this point, yeah. You know, and I don't want to be called a future based artist. I want to be called, San. <laughs> you know, like I make music. And and I want to make music that's futuristic and and is something new and something different than what people hear. Yeah. Have Have you ever felt like a little pressured maybe to, uh, to to have the need to go more mainstream poppy, but you don't want to because you want to stay pure? Have you ever felt that pressure or like felt like oh those those guys are making fucking pop and you're like yeah you know what I'm saying because you obviously could make that genre like listen to your melodies and your vocals and man stuff. I I think I could be that's the thing I. I I sometimes apologize to my management. I mean, and 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 they never, they never say. They always say, "Don't apologize." Fuck you, son. You're doing your thing. That's <laughs> yeah. great, and that's why fuck, I love them. Yeah, fuck you, son. Um, yeah, but you know, I I know I would be. I I, I would be selling out more shows if I made radio music. You know, it's just true. It's just if I made stuff that's like IKEA shit on the wall. I, I mean, I don't want to hate. I'm so sorry. I don't want to hate, but like. I feel like everything I hear these days is is a genre called radio. I, I hear all the things I hear on the radio sound the same to me and I I've always listened to music that is different from like the mainstream because that that's what that's what I'm drawn to and and that's when I I've tried to make more commercial stuff just to see what happens you know like oh because I know it's it's comp this is very complex, guys. This is very complex because at some point you've had some songs that, that are successful and then you want the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And and sometimes you get like A and R's from major labels saying, Yeah, well maybe you should kind of change that song up a little bit or get this different top line that's a little bit more catchy. Um and I could say yes and just go with it and, and you know, get a million million stream hits millions of streams but i i cannot do it if i'm not emotionally attached to it i have to be in the room with the person i have to write the lyrics with them i have to record the lyrics with them i have to be so involved with the entire process for me to feel anything mm -hmm. so that's just how i am and i hope to some people that shines through yeah. and what if know. what if you went and did that whole process that you just talked about in the room with somebody, recording, whatever. Yeah. And it did come out poppy. Are you okay with that? And you still love making the song? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it will always, I will always kind of get my way to get my sauce on there, you know? I can't get my sauce on a vocal top line if I get it sent from a random A&R. No, that makes sense, for like, sure. You know, you know how the industry works. You mm -hmm. get, like, you get publishers and they send you a weekly list of all these songs you can pick from. And you're like, oh, this could be your song. I mean, this is, this is probably a lot of, this is like revealing to a lot of people. Let me, let me tell you this, there's a lot of songs that you hear on the radio that are just like written by, 100% written by all other people than the, than the artist that's labeled on there. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just not me and I cannot do that. So I, I just wanted to be pure. Would I you work with somebody that is considered like a mainstream pop act? I'm, I can't think of an example. I don't want to call anybody out. So, I mean, uh, Ariana Grande. If it was in the studio working with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would, if, if it's genuine and it's real 
If it's not about cloud or money. What if you don't get any of that? No. What do you mean? Like, like, like A&R. Boop. It's not hollow. We need you. You know what I'm saying? Depends. If they want to work with me because they love my stuff and they love my vision on music and, and my things I can add, then yes. But, you know, I've just, I've just had a great example. Someone wrote a song for someone and they were like, yeah, I love this song. Let's put it out. And then a couple of weeks before the release, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go with, with someone else because uh, that person has more Instagram followers and we can market it oh, better. God. You know, it's That's really, hard, it's, yeah. it's what the industry is. And I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the industry that cares about actual art and, and artistry. And, and everyone, everyone's motivation to make music is different. So I will not judge anyone if you take a different route because that's you. I will not judge any producer for producing like in a different way, like an executive producer. No, there's a lot of producers that produce and like, they're like, you know, let's ask 20 producers to make something for me and I'll pick the best parts. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, I have respect for that in a different way. But I, I connect mostly to the people that lock themselves up in their room, crying in a corner, trying to make <laughs> a snare sound right, you know? Because yeah. th that's just the passion that I, that I have. And, yeah. W was there a moment you went from, like, releasing your first songs? Because, like, like, you know, you had some pretty big collabs on, on album one. I mean... Um, well, not... I mean, they were big, but, like, they were not, like the biggest artists on there, which we could have gone for. I mean, but some of the singers are pretty big, I would say. Like, yeah, we got, you know, got a, a Bipolar Sunshine and stuff. Is, bipolar is, Sunshine specifically. I love they're, they're, not, they're not like pop mainstream, though. They're not quite like Well, the thing is, the, the only reason why that happened is because we met at Coachella. Uh -huh. uh, we hung out, and, and I worked with him in the studio, which was my Airbnb, literally on the kitchen table and a microphone. We wrote the song together. We recorded it on the same day. And it was just such chemistry and realness and genuine energy going on. I loved it. I loved working with him. We and should I, uh, we should talk uh, talk about a little bit uh, where you like to work because a lot of people think they have to have this perfect, beautiful studio like what we were in yesterday with like crazy monitors, all this shit. Like, what do you think about that? That was funny. And, and, I mean, <laughs> just, just to give a reference to everybody, especially everybody listening, you can't see a visual, I mean... Earlier, I saw Hassan working, and he is literally in a turtle position on the concrete floor, working on his laptop. So it was nothing <laughs> like, like, like literally. I, I don't want to do it. I mean, it's literally he was in a turtle. I'm like, Hassan, do you want to sit down, bro? Like, I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, I'm fine here. I'm like, all right. Don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> the, cre the creativity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I hate working in studios. To be honest, I'm sorry. I know you guys took me to the studio yesterday, which was a lot of fun. Well, that that was also for the for the uh, good B roll, the good content for the secret project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the yeah, secret all, for the secret all project, the, the all secret that stuff, <laughs> secret project that we have. No, but like Rudy, Rudy I shushing for everybody who didn't oh, see off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy gave us a, he uh, he gave oh, us a little. One. <laughs> <laughs> we got the um, yeah. I I uh, I love working on the couch at home, just laying down, or in bed, or or on the kitchen table or on the on the porch. Not in like a, this dark studio that's like got a timer on like, oh, you got to leave in three hours and <laughs> we're paying $100 every hour, like probably more. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. I, I like to, to wake up and if I feel like I want to make something, I make something. And if I feel like I want to get a coffee, I'll go get a coffee. Um, that's, you know, you really don't need... Uh, 
I mean, I've got a lot of songs that are recorded with a with a MacBook speaker, mm-hmm. uh, Mac MacBook microphone. I literally just talk, like, sing into the microphone, put some auto tune on there. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been awesome. doing that for years I mean, too. Yeah. Lo- lo- low key, one of the early early days, Cymatics packed. I mean, Drew mixed a lot of it in his Apple earbuds, and it sounded sounded fire. Yeah, <laughs> very early days, like fucking just, you know. Yeah. Being scrappy. And and I think, but I think that's ultimately what matters. It doesn't matter if you have the perfect mix down or the perfect master or the perfect song, as long as it's genuine. And that's what I care about. I, I feel that when I listen to an artist, I know, okay, this artist is deeply invested into this project, every part of this project. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's some things that sound like shit sound like the most beautiful thing in the world to me, you know? How I, important I is listen, it? Uh, go, ahead, go ahead. I rather listen to a vocal that's not perfect, that's like kind of, you hear, and it's recorded on a very cheap mic, but they mean it than a very slick, polished studio recording. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think that's why people used to love, I'm going to say the old SoundCloud, you know, yeah. finding all that shit where it's like, oh, I found this guy who's got 2,000 followers, but he's got fire music, you know. That's absolutely, yeah. Um, how important do you think it is to, like, switch up spots too? Not just, like, like do you do you make music on the road a lot, like, when you're out touring and stuff, or are you making all, music I constantly? All, the t- all my ideas are... Uh, I think I wrote light in a airplane. Yeah, I was in an airplane and I wrote the. I think people need to hear that though because they get so obsessed with I have to sit down to this exact spot and work on music and they use that as an excuse. I need this spot. Well, I mean, everyone's different, right? Like, so me myself, I work whenever I feel comfortable, when I feel like I've. I'm not stressed. I don't have to do anything per se that day. That's when I make the best stuff. But, you know, if maybe you feel like you have to be in a studio, that that's fine. But, like, for me, it, it, it matters. This this is what matters. Find what works for your for you, you know? Just find what wor- whatever works for you. And don't listen to what you think sh- you should be doing. Just feel it out. If it works for you, then it works for you. So, so I got a question. Where does the... Birds come into play. I'm sure a lot of fans are curious. I'm curious. You got a bird on your hat. You got a bird on your hat. You got birds all over the ground. No, bit bird. Bit bird represent. Bit bird. Uh, Sorry, we, we, can we, I brand we, that one more time? Bit bird. Bit bird, everyone. <laughs> I was going to wear some bird. <laughs> no, listen, uh, I love birds. You know why? Because they're free. They're free and they fly around and they, uh, they can go wherever they want to go. You know, if they don't like this place, they go there. And, and that's. That's why I like birds so much, man. Plus, they are so cute. You know, like have you ever held a have you ever held a bird? Yes, I saw yes. a picture of you. Yes, yeah. I did. How did time. it make you feel? Very happy. Well, first off, I was surprised at how smart those fucking birds were, bro. Like yeah. that dude had them trained, and like he put it on my nose, and I thought it was gonna just snap my nose. <laughs> but no, he like came here, did some tricks and shit. But how did you feel? Me. I was worried at first, but then oh, it was chill. I liked it. Were you happy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I had a deep connection to you. I'm not like, <laughs> like I I I just thinking. love I just love animals, man. I love all animals. Yeah, and I w- I need everyone to love all animals because, you know, I think maybe initially we are also animals. We're just very smart. 100%, man. Well, actually, smart. We're kind of stupid animals, but <laughs> I feel like some animals are smarter than yeah, us. We share 99 percent or whatever the hell it is, like uh, DNA with like chimps. It's like crazy. We're not that different, like genetically. No, not at all. And I think, 
you know, if we were all chimps, we probably wouldn't destroy the world in such fashion as we're doing now. But let's not talk about we're that. We're too smart for our own good. We're too smart. We yeah, know. I think so. We're we're very smart, but also very stupid at the same time. We're very greedy. Yeah, very very, but it's smart. It's a different kind of smart. It's yeah, too, it's a. If you look at it like that, we're actually not that smart. If you zoom out, what we're doing to this planet and to the animals, we're smart for personal gain. We're, exactly, we're extremely smart, and then yeah, just sometimes completely like dumb. Yeah. Even like person, like there's stuff that people do all the time that they know is bad for them. Obviously, yeah. think you know obvious things like smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and drinking, humans can drinking create alcohol. crazy infrastructure, do all stuff. Internet, you know, what I'm saying, develop these crazy algorithms, and then also can't stop doing something like smoking yeah. cigarettes, which is very interesting. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, humans are just super uh, susceptible to anything that makes you feel good. Yeah, compared That's to true. animals. Yeah, I think yeah, we're always looking for that for that spark, that one thing that gives us something. That's why you, you know? just drink some coffee, straight yeah. up. Your coffee, yeah. So this I is drugs to me. Coffee is drugs. Yeah, it is. So I'm Straight up. So wait, real quick. So we got everything <coughs> from we got coffee, alcohol. A lot of producers like to smoke weed. Is there any like? Are you what's your what's your preference? You like being zipped on coffee? Or are you just I mean, like usually you know mostly sober on the road? Do you ever get? You know what I'm saying? Just oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I'm I'm very smart. I'm very responsible. I'm very responsible. I never I never black out. And I always make sure I have my hotel key in my pocket. You know, like <laughs> I never lose it. I never lose my wallet. I never lose anything. I'm very smart. I, I kind of microdose on everything. I microdose on coffee. I microdose on some alcohol sometimes. Just stay at a steady level. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm not. That's I'm a not, good way of putting it. it. Take it. <laughs> I'm not promoting anything, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying do whatever feels good to you. Don't be stupid. Don't get fucked up. Like, I mean, that, like that guy we saw at the end of Shaky Beats, we're like walking out. Yeah, we can't. Like, there's a dude just like laying down. I'm like, bro, I'm glad I'm not getting that fucked up. Even I'm the guy that came up and talked to us at Shaky Beats. Was, <laughs> we had a dude come up to talk to us. I, I try to get that feeling that that guy's having from making music. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's nice to, I mean, do whatever you want. I mean, who am I to say what you can and cannot do? But I just like to, I'm, uh, I'm responsible with that stuff, and I know my, no, I know my boundaries, and I think it's very. Uh, it's not the way to uh, say you cannot do that or you cannot do that. Just feel feel what feels right to you. Have, have you seen, so like you don't have to name any names, but have you seen people behind the scenes like DJs and stuff get too sucked into that party life? Because I mean, it's pretty crazy to go right into that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I have. But I also cannot judge because, um, I mean, if you get so big and like if you get, if you play in front of 10,000 people every day, uh, at some point, if you eat if you eat sushi every day and you love sushi, you're not gonna like sushi anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the same for playing shows in, in front of ten thousand of people. If you do it every day, you're gonna need something else. And and I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I understand it. That's I think that's a very important thing for people to realize. You don't have to. You know, I think people just have to keep an open mind and maybe also work on work on the way they relate to other people because a lot of people can't relate. You know, if you're, if, if an artist does something stupid, they're always like, oh, he's, a st- he's stupid. But maybe you can also think about... His point of view. Yeah, his point of view. Like, but we cannot even imagine. Like when I, I'm, I'm playing a show and I, I don't think anyone knows how much time goes into preparation of that, how, much, how many people are flying out to, ma- to make sure my show looks good. You, mm-hmm. All you see is my, me on that stage 
with a visual wall and like all the all the lights but no one really thinks about the light guy the tour manager uh, the production manager the photographer you know i think there's like six or seven people on on like on the festival for my show mm-hmm. and and it adds a lot of stress to everyone's lives you know like people are working for me and and you know sometimes that 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 that's very scary and but the people don't see that because but i try to communicate that to people in my on my socials you know like you know that's why i try to keep it as real as possible you like i'm not perfect i have a lot of people working with me uh i have a lot of flaws you know i'm I'm a, I'm a stupid son sometimes. Yeah. No, no. So uh, a good question on that. So a lot of our guys are in the situation. A lot of these producers, you know, they haven't made it. It's just them still in the studio. Do you think they should be hunting down a, a manager? Like, do you think that's like the best first move? If they're ready. If they're if their music is there. Yeah. Let's say their music's there. They got some let, good tracks and stuff. Let's let's uh, good example. Honestly, might be Sim. Somebody like Sim. He's a great producer. Yeah. Sim. Do you think he should be going out? Somebody like that on that level. Should be going out. Oh, he's, also, he's also very young, right? Yeah, yeah. Sam, he's like nineteen. He, uh, Sam, I think you need to go ham on Instagram. That's, my, that's, <laughs> that's what thing. I think too. But don't, don't I think, touch um, the classic style. I think I, I personally rather have a manager come up to me than I would go up to a manager, because if a manager comes up to me, you know this guy is interested or this girl is interested in mm-hmm. working with you. Um, I'd say you first have someone work for you for a while. Don't sign anything yet until you're sure. Oh, this is. A soul I want to work with, uh, because there's a lot of people with big talk that can't do shit. You know, um, make them work for you. You're the artist, so own that and have someone work for you for like you know, a year, half a year, whatever feels right. And um, if that feels good, then you can go to the next step. You know, be become an official. You can have that guy or girl become an official manager or whatever. But I personally like it when when people come up to me. I don't like coming up to people to to say, "Hey, check this out," or manage me. Or is that what you and Booty did? Like Booty yeah, hit you up. Yeah, Booty hit me up. Booty hit me up, and we had coffee in uh, Holland, The Hague. Tea, Tea actually. You had apple juice. I had apple. Apple juice. Jordan, I was, I was Jordan. on the apple. <laughs> Jordan, every day we go to Starbucks, he gets apple juice. Uh, well, if that was different times, different times, I was still on that apple juice life. It must be exclusive t-shirt for this, apple, uh, this episode, <laughs> just apple juice life. But yeah, it was very organic, and he, I actually sent my stuff to multiple labels already, I, and they were all like, yeah, it's cool, but mm, maybe you should change that. Maybe you should change. And he was kind of like, you know, let's let's put out this EP. And and um, and it worked, you know. It, it people were vibing to it, and uh, yeah, that's what happened with me. Uh, with me and Booty, it just felt very organic. He came to me. I was not like ha- I didn't have meetings with a bunch. I'm not saying like hey, Wait, do so whatever feels right. I'm not. And this is my story is not the the truth. But w- was your songs out there already for for him to, to see? You know what I'm saying? Because the remixes, a couple of remixes were out, and I think a couple of originals were out. But but for the most part, he was he was pretty early and uh, I think I had no idea about releasing music I just I only because that's for me music is about creation and that's all I cared about Mm -hmm. I didn't care there was no Instagram back I I think Instagram just started back then maybe it was kind of I was on there for for a year or two I didn't really know anything about it how to promote a song how to even release a song on Spotify or something Um, 
I just, I just only thing I knew is upload to SoundCloud. That's the only thing I knew. That used to work. That yeah. used to work, you know? Yeah. Nowadays, you're just, I mean, the newsfeed is trash. Like, SoundCloud never, so, like, you got to think about it. Facebook, you go through the newsfeed, like, you know, uh, uh, Instagram, you go, people sit through the newsfeed all day. Nobody sits through the newsfeed on SoundCloud. It's trash. They didn't perfect the algorithm at all. To be all. honest, even the Facebook newsfeed, Instagram news, it, I, news feeds are, like, nothing to me anymore. Yeah. I just do my thing, and I just do my stuff, what I want to do, and I have genuine conversations yeah. with people, call people sometimes, say, hey, or text them. They do wreck the public, though. Like the general people, like I see people scroll. Like no, I mean, dude, people will scroll through all day. <laughs> like yeah. people literally spend especially all the explore. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. All day. That's that's why two hours a day. Yeah, that's why. You know, I, I I actively try to not do that, but I totally get why people are doing that because it's addictive, and I don't judge anyone who does that. I love you all, but I, I've gotten to a point now where I'm, I I feel comfortable not doing that anymore. I focus my time on something else. But I totally get it. It's so addictive. So, uh, I mean, one thing I wanted to squeeze out of you was like best slash worst. Squeeze it out of me. Yeah, squeeze (laughs) it out of me. I visualize that. I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) Squeeze it out of me. God damn it. Is is that something you guys say in America? Let me squeeze this out of me. That's that's like something if you're getting like interrogated by the fucking FBI, they're going to squeeze out of you. That's that's what that means. This is the moment. Hey, Jordan, this is where you have to get the manager out of here. No, I, I something something I think would be really cool. I'm sure you have a bunch of these, and it'd be kind of uh, interesting to hear. What's like your your best and worst like tour story? You know what I'm saying? So, oh my god, guys! Yeah. Start with whatever one you want. Maybe I have to I have to pick one that I can talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing like something like crazy shit, but like, what is something that the fans out there being like that happened? <laughs> Dead Mouse had a story about his plane. Like he missed a plane by one minute, and he was running as fast as he could, and they just shut the gates, and they were like, "Sorry, we can't open it." And then what had happened was is that literally a couple minutes later, there was a loud like sound outside, and there was literally the plane crashed. And everybody died. And everybody no. died. Yeah, yeah, one minute. Uh-oh. It's on the H3H3 H3 podcast. <laughs> you got to listen to it. It's a crazy story, man. And if he would have been one minute there faster, that thing would have fucking, <laughs> yeah, he would have been done. I don't know if you have a story that crazy. That's pretty, that's pretty top tier for crazy stories. Well, Dead Mouse is Dead Mouse. Well, you know, the guy <laughs> Start with a good story. We'll start with a good one. Let's start with like positive, positive, like good vibes. Something that happened on tour. You're like, this is crazy. You know, awesome. But I mean, the craziest thing is just still to me that how, you know, the, the most beautiful thing about music to me is how you can. You probably have a song that you hear and then you think about a certain moment in your life. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to some people that listen to my music and they're like, this song. It's just a beautiful. <coughs> I have so many I, I have bands that I listen to every day when I went to school biking to school listening to them in my ears and to realize that my music is that for some people you know they link a certain holiday or a year in high school or all their years in high school to my songs that's I'm like so humbled with that that's the most beautiful thing is to be part of someone's memory and that to me is a very I know that's not really a thing that happened, but that to me is very important. That's important like important moment in your career. It's no, it's just beautiful that. to the realization when I had that. Like, oh wow, my songs are are part of someone's memory. It's huge. It's yeah, there's no words for that. You know what I mean? That's a, that's what inspires me the most when there's no words for what you want to say. That's when you have no words. That says a lot. 
That's, um, that's the deepness from Sound Holo. <laughs> you have no words. We, that's good. All right. Then we're All right. Go. So now we're trying to hear worst tour yeah, story. Yeah, we need a Complete tour story. Opposite. I, need a tour. I, need a, <laughs> I love that some... song, but like that I said, that was a I'm beautiful squeezing. moment. We love it. This is Steven squeezing. I need a story from a tour. Like you were on the bus. Crazy guy comes up and you have to fight no, him. I, I got you this. and Haley. No, I got this. You so, and Haley. I might have to get Haley in here because hey, Haley's like, Haley remember, remember, Haley's like, remember I know some stories. Booty knows <laughs> some stories. It could be good or bad. I want to hear stories. Remember that time that a girl got Haley arrested? That girl got arrested yeah, outside the bus. And here we go. She jumped out of the police car. She jumped out of the police car. Oh, that's the one. How'd she do that? I don't know. So, okay, so we were playing a show in, where was it? Charlottesville? Charlottesville, <laughs> and uh, apparently I looked at this girl in the crowd, you know, which is what I do sometimes, you know. Like sometimes? <laughs> looking at people. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, guys, I just look at people in the crowd, you know. Yeah, sounds logical. And this girl was at the balcony all the way in the back, so I couldn't even see her face probably. It was just like, what's up everyone in the back, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And this girl was, like after the show, we, we, had, some, we had some drinks backstage. It was, it was a great vibe. And we all went back to the bus, and there's just this girl standing there, <laughs> looking around. And we were like, and we tried to get in, and she and first my crew went there. She wouldn't leave. She would stand in front of the door. She would not leave. Then my crew went in there, and she just keep, kept knocking on the door. <laughs> she kept knocking on the door. She it was like, got she got she got she in actually at some point. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, where's Son? He looked at me. He looked at me in the crowd. And, <laughs> and and then we had to we had to call the cops because she just wouldn't leave. And wow. I got into the bus and I saw, I saw how they arrested her. They at, they said, "Ma'am, you can leave now, or we gotta arrest you." <laughs> <laughs> she did not leave. I'm so sorry. I don't know who. You, if, She's in I, love I, with I you, I don't man. know what you were on. I'm so sorry if this. I I hope you're okay. I really hope you're okay. But it was just. Please. Oh, it sounds well, like she escaped. Wait, wait, yeah, what, she, it, it sounds, sounds like she, she got, got out. So she, so straight, she got man. in. We <laughs> see this cop. We see this police car drive away, and she jumps out of the car. I don't know why. It's, like through the window? Yeah, it was just like I, I, I was. Everyone was just. We had no words for this stuff. We had no. It was. It was. It was. Uh, terrible for the for for the police and the girl, but it was, it was a very memorable moment for us in the bus. <laughs> Uh, Haley's love the laugh. He's like, I still can't believe that girl jumped out. <laughs> I hope she's okay. I really, I think she's okay. No, she's she good. got she in. She got again. away. Yeah. She's good. No, no. She, she, she dipped I, with her in again. I mean, oh, they put, they got, uh, Drew, they got we, her. They Drew, recaptured. Drew, that year at Tomorrow World where that guy was laying down and he was like acting oh, crazy. Yeah. Listen to this. So we're at Tomorrow World and you know we used to like actually volunteer or go work at Tomorrow so we could go there for free, go volunteer for a little bit and then actually hit the festival right. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting, you know, sitting in the back volunteer. It's like chilling. Then there's this guy like with his shirt off just screaming, like, I'm a Super Saiyan. Like, like literally just screaming. Dragon Ball Z style? Yeah, Dragon Ball Z style. Like, shirt off. Like, he thought he was actually going Super Saiyan. And he Saiyan. was just as strong, to be honest. And yeah, <laughs> he was a strong guy. He's on bath salts. He, he was on something. And it's funny. I start recording because I'm like, this is about to be fucking... This world started, you know, Facebook, something crazy. <laughs> and I remember this guy getting into it. Like, leave him alone, man. He's on drugs and all this. And some hippie dude. Anyways. So I'm chilling. And then uh, we're watching this thing go down. And he's kind of like a harmless... All the guy, the, the security guys are walking up, kind of laughing. You know, because this guy's just screaming. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, I think Dragon Ball Z, man. It's a fighting show. And so this guy goes from, ah, to, like, chasing... Like, and just boom, find boom, everybody. Boom. And then all of a sudden, everybody. it became like a, whoa, this thing's like like hella serious, dude. And then Nobody they, could hold him down. Nobody could hold him down. I mean, this dude, have you ever seen the dudes who get, like, pepper sprayed, but they're on drugs, and they, they can, like, withstand it and stuff? 
I mean, this dude at Tomorrow World was like, he was. Dude, Tomorrow World is just. It, it couldn't last. It couldn't Could you last. Play there? It was too. Mu- it was tomorrow? too much in the woods. I just want to say, everyone, be safe. Out there, there. <laughs> there was a guy that got found after like four or five days, butt naked, in the woods after Tomorrow World. He was tripping, and he hard. was he was in the middle of the woods. Like, I um, mean, it's. I don't people, know why people do it. I just say, be safe, people. Be, please be safe. Be so safe. What do you think about that, man? We think like me and Drew love music. Obviously, we're in the music industry. We've been doing it for a long time. But then, like, we love shows. Like, we're big fan of shows. And then festivals were awesome. But then there's this part of like people like kind of doing some hardcore shit. Not kind of. They're 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 like, not going for the music a lot. Of the time. They're they're going to get fucking like really fucked up. Like, I mean, I said I said I said it already. Like, I I get what they're getting out of doing that. I get out of making music. I get I get out of doing this. You know. <laughs> That's what I get from it. <laughs> every, like, oh, hey, every, every, this every, is what I need. This every, is all I need. Everybody who, who's who's on the Molly, who's who's taking acid. I mean, crazy. like, get one of these things, and and this is all you need. About drugs, if you want to talk about drugs, I think. Uh, I mean, do you think it's crazy? I just like drank some coffee. I think, uh, to a certain degree, coffee is a drug. Uh, I think candy is drugs. I mean, I just Alcohol. smoked a joint a minute ago. Yeah, Man. it's definitely drugs. <laughs> Alcohol. I was hoping you hit that by the way. A hell of a drug. <laughs> I, didn't um, it. I I I I I will not tell you what to do. I will t- I will also not tell you what not to do. I'm just saying, um, be safe and uh, you know. I respect that, man. Be very safe. Um, I think. You know, when you drink coffee for the first time, you're like, wow, I've learned something from from drinking coffee and from drinking some a little bit of alcohol sometimes, but I. I never ab- ab- use it. Don't abuse it. You know, like uh, I won't advocate anything. But uh, I'm a real human being, and I know how what life is. And uh, um, I'm just saying, be safe. Be very smart about it. Surround yourself with good people. And uh, and just for the for the fifth thousandth time, be safe. That's actually a huge Take one. Uh, surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah, that's like probably not just with drugs. I feel like everything. a lot of people feel like they have to be something or or do something to be cool or to any, and you really don't have to do all. Anything. Yeah, if you're with the right people, they don't give a did fuck. You, did you ever have to have certain friends that you had to let go of that maybe were still stuck in a certain lifestyle? Because me and Drew, we've had a lot of friends where we kind of we had to move yeah, on and yeah. find other people. Like when motivated. I was when I was still skateboarding, uh, like we just hang out every night. We were doing tricks, and at some point, everyone just got high all the time and started. Uh, destroying trash cans because they thought it was fun. I was like, guys, I'm, I really, I'm not about this. I just want to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I skateboard because I want to do the tricks, you know, not because I want to destroy trash cans and and do stupid stuff. I want to. The same reason why I make I make music because I care about the music, not because of, not because I want to go fucking, ape shit. Dude, you know, Drew's I, a skateboarder. Dude, you yeah. Like you know how to kickflip? Yeah, I mean, dude, good. I've, I've, I've done pretty much every small activity that you could possibly think at some point or another. Yeah, but he was into skateboarding. Like, yeah, I was, no, I was pretty into skateboarding at one point. Could you do a kickflip? Yeah, and probably not now. It's been seven years. So I'm definitely Would not you, doing it. You, you want me think, to go outside and do one right now? Well, think, have you ever recorded no, no. a video if you're doing kickflip? I mean, yeah, like yeah, yeah, forever no, Drew, ago. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 13 and years I old. Guess, I guess that's for me always the question. Like, if you, if you can do a kickflip, you know how to kind of skate. No, yeah, I I used to uh, I used to be especially into like vert skating. Oh wow! Back in the day, I was very scared. There's an awesome skate park like right down the street from here. I'm I, I'm uh, very scared of verts. Like, I always wait. Have you ever dropped in? 
can we get content San dropping in for the first time and we get the whole sequence of like the fails and then you making it? it the would first be time I did was the last time I did it. It, it, would be an, it would be an inspirational moment for everybody. Would you tackle that for the for the for for the, for the content for the fans? For the fans. Right, there's no there's no food, but I went. I I, I remember. <laughs> I went in, landed on the, the, my back head. Oh, and we'll get you a helmet. And my mom had to come pick me up. So I, I don't want. <laughs> that Dude, I can't do that shit, man. You're um, too hurt. I, I felt one time scan, man, broke my collarbone. I'm like yeah. some extreme shit. I'm just like I can't do this. But I do have to say, like skateboarding, the freedom of it all, like going outside oh, with your yeah. friends, it's. Music is the same for me, like making music, um, sometimes with friends, adding their energy to it. it. It's the same kind of thing. It's the I would still skate right now if if I didn't have so much other shit to do. I think Flume's a skater too. I think no, he's a surfboarder. But he still can. I've seen him do some like skate shit. I mean, if you surf, you can skate. Yeah, usually. you're probably right. But hey, can hey, we? Uh, what's the skateboarding? Like, if you check out Rodney Mullen, oh, the skate. Yes, you know, yes, like, Rodney you know, Mullen is. Is. Rodney Mullen to me is future base. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And until it got ruined. Well, yeah, you know, like I feel, I, I think he feels like the same. He doesn't like to be called a freestyle skater. He just like to be. I called mean, a now skater. though, Instagram is like push forward, like stuff like skateboarding yeah. has made Instagram or like basketball, pretty much any kind of sport thing or, is or, taking it to the next fucking level. Or skill, like dude, yeah, just any skilled thing, like that, guitar, whatever. It's crazy, it may be. it's it's crazy how I mean, much shuffling, like how much dancing. it changed, like. It made Life. everybody level up so much yeah. because they're all competing with like everybody else on the on Instagram. But also important to not get stuck in that because sometimes the nuance gets lost. Oh yeah, yeah. for no, sure. The nuance gets lost. It's like a double-edged sword a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like Instagram's a great platform, but then also like you gotta work on your craft, not just the Instagram. Yeah, you told me. You said you gotta it's it's just a different language. Yeah. You know, social media is a different language, but it's very important to realize that it's not it's not the real world. It's the social media world. Especially know? each platform is like a different place. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. for example, like what we did with Light that we're going to drop that little video. Mm-hmm. That's not what you put on Spotify. It makes no sense to have a song cut up yeah. like that. You know? But YouTube, maybe. You know, Facebook probably do pretty well. Instagram definitely do well. Like I think the, the, the context of the platform. You know, TikTok probably wouldn't do as well. You know what I'm saying? It might do well on TikTok. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, are you looking at TikTok? Yeah, we are. Does you, but, but do, your not, video, do your songs get videos made to them? Uh, on there? Yes, I mean yes. But What's the numbers like? I I am so disconnected from from that stuff mm-hmm. um, that I don't I cannot answer that. But uh, it gets some it definitely gets plays and people are definitely on there. I remember when Instagram came Instagram came up, and um, I think some artists that were already established like back then like Chesto, uh, you know the big the big artists. Anyone out there who was doing big stuff already probably saw Instagram and were like, damn, this is a new thing. Like, do I got to be on there? Okay, let's, let's figure this out. And this is how I feel about TikTok right now because I feel like the kids on, the, on TikTok are like 12, 11, 10, 7. That's how it always starts, though. I think it's more like getting I, I, the users to do your stuff, like to use your songs for content because like Old Town Road... Obviously, that's a little bit of a meme song, but 10, yeah, 10, 10 million. million videos created so with it, that song. So, and a, like, and a lot of videos probably have a thousand plays. A lot of them probably, probably have a hundred thousand plays, is the crazy but thing. But that's interesting <laughs> for me because, like, to me, what you just said means nothing to me. I got it. It, you guys are also kind of entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, I am not like that at all. I am, I, if you say, I, you know, we're very different people. And that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's I, I always love meeting people that are 
a different perspective on things and they have their own language and their own motivation and but me having like having a having a video with 10 million plays or like instagram engagement of a lot of people is just as val valuable as having a very beautiful song that i love with 50 plays, you know, but that's because that's yeah. success to me because success is not only based on numbers for me. Mm -hmm. Success is also based on something personal that I want to put out and want to bring to this world. Even if there's 50 people that love it, that's success to you me. You think you can be successful with, you could be living in your parents' house, like never do anything with your whole, with your music career and you still could be successful? Well, that's what that people mindset. ask me something. How do we become a successful artist? And I always say like success is something you you have to define for yourself. To me, being successful is not per se having a, a million comments on my Instagram video. It's more about putting a song out that I put my heart and soul into and have at least 50 people say, man, that song really touched me and it make, makes me think about that time when uh, I broke up with my girlfriend or I met this That's girl. You know, no, yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. Like, it, life is sad. Life is very sad. It's not beautiful. It's not Disney. That's what I try to communicate to people. It's not, you know, sometimes you have a 3% blessed day and sometimes you have a 99% blessed day. But it all fluctu fluctuates. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. And if it goes down for, for some time, it doesn't mean the world's gonna end it just means it's gonna go up again at some point and i feel like a lot of my songs are about that i just want to see the light you know when you're down you want to see the light we rise we fall it's very relatable brighter man. days will come yeah yeah i think your music's super relatable for a lot of people because you gotta think when you hear something like uh like brighter days i mean i think a lot of almost every single person could have something that can kind of vibe with that you know what i'm saying yeah I think that's a lot of reasons why you've been so successful because i've noticed that you've like sometimes your, your songs will have you know, six words sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, like only a couple words, but those six, I'm like, damn, those were a good fucking choice. You know I'm I love, I love, like, I really feel like that right? about one thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's not a ton of lyrics or anything like that per se, but like the one I'm like, well, he did hit on that vibe, you know? Yeah. Well, that means a lot, man. Um, I care about, I do really care about simplicity and, um, I put a lot of time in, into lyrics. I write them all, with the people, it's never like I get something and I work, no, it's like I, I write it with the people. And um, it's always based on my life and the way I feel. And uh, one thing was a good example. I was, uh, I think the, why do I, why do I feel like I'm running, always chasing after something, searching all the world for one thing is when I was touring and, you know, we, we did big shows and then we did bigger shows and, and I felt like, well, these bigger shows, do they make me more happy? No, not really. It doesn't really make me any, I'm just, I just want more and more and more. I just always want more, searching for that one thing. But what if that one thing is not based on, on achievements, but more of like a, on a state of mind? And, and you know, that's, that's what that song is about to me. No, I love that. And, and for me, you know what's funny? I listen to it, you're talking about shows. I see that with Cy Max. When I listen to that song, it makes me think of like Cy Max, like, you know, constantly chasing yeah. like great. But what? But, but are you ever happy with like, oh, we did this, I'm done now? No, because you're always thinking about the next thing. So, so me and Drew realizes is that you get used to that next level of success. You know what I'm saying? Like once you hit a certain point, then you're not as excited for that like level thing. For us, it's like launching new products, coming out with stuff. But we hit a point, then it's like, okay, that's pretty normal. Yeah. Now we have to take it to that new level, and then all of a sudden it starts to numb out as you get bigger and bigger. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And and at some point you're gonna experience that that. 
feeling of being numbed out, instead of making a new plan, a bigger plan, you're going to feel like, I don't know, what I, I feel kind of lost, you know? I feel kind of lost in what I want to do. I feel like, I don't know, is, is the bigger thing going to make me happier? Or that's that's what I've been feeling lately, uh, kind of this, this lost feeling of, of being not really knowing what what happiness means to me. What's the definition of happiness? First, first I thought, oh, it's, it's doing music and, and having people sing to my songs and bigger shows and bigger crowds. And <coughs> but then I realized it wasn't, that wasn't happiness at all. Uh, and I'm kind of still looking for that. Like, what is that? What is, what, what do I want to live for? You know, what's, what, motivate, what motivates me really in life? Anyway, I don't want to be too down mm. in this. No, I get it. No, no, man. For, for me, it's family, dude. If I go see my family on the weekends, it like recharges me. Like side mask could disappear, but as long as I got like my yeah. family time. I've, I've been, I've, I should spend a way, <coughs> I should spend a lot more time on my family. Dude, I got, I got kind of sad when I saw that post. You photoshopped it in talking about your family, you know? Like being yeah, my, like, my grandma's bro. birthday, and I, and I was, uh, I, had to, I had to be at a show and I couldn't be there. The thing is, I could be there if I just canceled the show. You know, it's, it's all like, sometimes I feel like, as an artist, you have to be in some way a little bit uh, egotistical or like self, self-centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a sacrifice sometimes because I've, I've done a lot of... The last time I was home for Christmas was like four or five years ago. Damn. You know, and, and, uh, but I, I guess that's a, that's a sacrifice you got to make it or not, you know. I get really happy doing working on this thing for myself uh, in the grand sque- scheme of things. Um, but I, I, it, I lately I do f- realize, like, you know, to any friends out there that I have not hit up enough or to any anyone that, you know, I should have talked to and I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, it's It's very hard to explain in words because... All this stuff takes so much energy mentally, and I and I don't I cannot deal with a lot of stuff at the same time, so it just it's very saturated already in here. And I, but you know, I think there's going to be a time where I'm like going to be more social again with everyone around. Do you me. think you'll slow down the touring one day? Yeah, I've always I don't know. Uh, I get a lot out of touring. It's very inspiring to me, but. Uh, I never thought I would be a touring artist. I thought I would be just a studio artist because that's t- I, th- I, th- I still think most of my strength is in creating mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and producing music. Well, uh, I think uh, you think the last question will be good. I have a question. I think will be good. Guys, I gotta go to yeah, the bathroom soon. Yeah, no, you can, dude. You'll do you can. La- you'll you do the last question real quick. We're we, we <laughs> doing like a giveaway too. At the end. Oh yeah, so let's do the last question for us giveaway. Do you want to do a quick bathroom intermission? Yeah, go. No, 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 no I'm good. I'm, I can hold it for like right. ten minutes. Okay, okay. All right. If you're All good, right. for yeah. I, I think took seven. Seven. Nobody even took off. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think something. Okay, six. Something I think would be tremendous because a lot of people out there, obviously producers, artists, people who want to be in your shoes, like they would kill to be what you're doing. So, like, what's the what's the number one piece of advice you give somebody like coming up, who's really trying to make it as an artist? I get this question a lot, man. It's, it's one of the toughest questions. And, and we're just gonna go ahead and say that make it means kind of in the position you're in because yeah, I know you said success varies, but let's say to get to no, where no. you are, I feel like I've kind of uh, 
So I feel like sometimes people come up to me and say, man, you're so lucky. I hate that. Yeah, well, I, I hated it too. Um, I've realized that to some degree it's luck. To some degree it's about being at the right time, the right moment. But I feel like you create a lot of lucky opportunities for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like you create 100%. all these all these moments where you could be lucky. And if and you just got to work your ass off to, to make those opportunities happen. And if you don't, and maybe you have one opportunity and that's not going to make you lucky. But maybe if you have a 30 of those, you have more luck to get lucky. You yeah. know, like you might have. Yeah. And, and for me, I think that's what happened. I really, I worked on a lot of, my manager found me because I was doing this Dutch hip hop project that really did not took off. We had like a thousand plays in total after a year of working, working, releasing music videos. We, nothing happened, but he saw it. And he was like, this beat is dope. I'm gonna hit up this guy, you know? So even though you gotta have the passion and you have gotta, I would still be making music right now if only, a fi- only 50 people would be listening, you know? Because I love making music. And I feel like you got to find something in your life that you feel passionate about. And sometimes you don't know yet. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll take years and years, but at some point you will know something that really moves you. Go for that and just create those opportunities for yourself. So do you think, real quick, one last question. Do you think you should just be putting shit out there? Just start putting... Oh, I'm glad you asked this question because that's actually what Because people are scared to upload. They, they have their desktops saved with all the music and they will not upload. I mean, dude, I have, I have 100, 200 unreleased songs from back in the day. I thought the same way. Yeah, well, it, it kind of, we talked about this earlier, but uh, I feel everyone, every, I, think, I feel a lot of creative people, artists, painters, musicians, skaters, athletes, whatever, because I feel like athletes are very creative. But I feel like we all start out copying someone. I started out playing guitar copying Jimi Hendrix. I started copying Stevie Ray Vaughan and John Frusciante from the Red Hot Chili Peppers because they were my heroes. At some point, you have to realize, am I going to spend my life copying someone or am I going to do something that sounds like me? And that moment is very important. you got to sound like you. And that's not easy. It might take years or five, five, six, seven years. It took me like six years, seven years to really find my sound. Um, because as a producer, specifically as a producer, you don't, you most of the time, even though I do sing, most, most producers don't have a voice. You know, if, you, if you're a singer, you have a voice and that's your sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but a producer, you have to find your sound, your voice, in the way you produce things, the way you mix things, the master things, the sounds you pick. And find that and be different and weird and everyone will say you're weird. Everyone will not believe in you or say your music is not something they can listen to. But if you keep going and you believe in yourself and you create these opportunities for yourself by working every day. I mean, I didn't go out on holiday with my friends. I just spend all my time working on my laptop in my room playing guitar producing beats because it made me happy you know just go for that and and at some point i hope an an opportunity will arise that will get you to the next level Uh, and if it doesn't and if it doesn't you probably won't be sad because you're doing what you love that's that's me 
And if you're doing what you love for long enough, you probably will make it happen straight up. Yeah, I think most, so. Most I, of the I, people yeah. that I know that do what they love for 10, 15 years, how long, long have you been producing? Like 10 plus years. Yeah, but I've been doing like kind of a little of everything it. for yeah. however long. So Because you love it. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I started producing, but I, I quit because you know I didn't really get anywhere. But like, if I didn't get anywhere, I'd still be doing it because I love making music. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a great point. Hey, do, uh, pop into the closet. Let's get a giveaway. The closet over there. Hey, Booty, can you grab the HS8s? We're doing HS8s. Yeah. Let's, let's do the, the speakers, eights, bro. Let's do yeah, the get some eights. Yeah. We're about to yeah. we're about to give away some some sauce. You guys want to get both? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, well, just, just one. Just, just one pair. Yeah, one pair. Two two speakers. On the guitars. Uh, do you want to do a guitar too? We can do a guitar too. You get a guitar too. Not this. Not that. Custom, <laughs> not your that custom one. guitar. <laughs> Definitely not that it, one. Fellas. We are not done yet. We got a giveaway coming. Where are we going to put these? Let's put them right here. Oh, holy shnikes. Check that shot, Alex. All right. Yeah. Make, make sure it's not. we're not <laughs> fucked here. Right. I guess it's not a big deal. Just just get it out of Steven's <laughs> face a little bit. Hey, you Yo, watch, watch the keyboard over there. It's coming It's coming down. All right. You guys are still nailing this. Yeah, this is fucking this awesome, is man. Great conversation. Do you like All it? Right. Yeah, it, it came out great. Man. Yeah. All right, guys. So giveaway time. I think it should be super simple. Do you want to do like the rules are? You just got to drop like a comment with your favorite point of the show or something. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Well, we're not doing. <laughs> so what do you not think? part of the giveaway. I think, no, that, I think only the, only the HS eights. Only the HS. Not the guitar. Not, not the, the keyboard. Guitar. We got we got a special guitar thing coming. Everybody who's watching. All right, guys, so a little special giveaway. You know how Cymatics does it. We got someone here. We got to do something special for this episode. Uh, drop a comment about uh, the favorite part you had in this episode, whether it be the crazy story San said, whether it be some artistic moment, uh, something he's talking about, a sound, sound design, songwriting process, or maybe, maybe me and Drew just goofing off a little bit. Let's hear it. Um, and other than that, uh, any last words you want to say where people can find you, whether you should go check out maybe a little bit about album one? Yeah, I just want to say to everyone who listens to my music, I appreciate you very much. You're very dear to me. You're very uh, very precious, precious souls. Uh, check out my music. Check out my SoundCloud, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were waiting for. Or Spotify, whatever. Uh, I'm, uh, my name is San Holo. Check, uh, check out San Holo Beats, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, feel free. Be pure. Much love. Boom. That is a wrap. That was a great episode.